0: welcome to kingdom insight with dr kazumba charles this program is designed to help you discover treasures and truth from god's word and also give you deeper insights and understanding of the character and nature of god here is your host dr kazumba charles god bless you god
1: bless you thank you for joining me once again dr kazumba charles here we continued on a series looking at the book of Romans, where we looked at the context of uh, the, the, the book, uh, the purpose of what um, uh, Paul uh, was writing. Let's just do a quick recap here. We looked at the, the author, which was Paul. And then uh, we also looked at uh, the original audience to which Paul was writing, to whom he was writing. Those are very significant things to know as we look at the book. And then also we looked at the purpose of Paul's writing. We looked at uh, the occasion or the setting. And we also looked at uh, the keys, uh, key verses or key scriptures in the book of uh, Romans. But today we're going to continue and we're gonna look at uh, the background of uh, of uh, the book of Romans, why are these things important? These things are very important because when we understand the background and the culture and the context of which Paul is writing these these scriptures, it becomes clear to us what God is trying to communicate to us, and it becomes ingrained in us in what God is trying to communicate to us. So, reading and studying the Bible in its context is very very important and it is very powerful and it makes you stronger and there is nothing that can shake you remember the world is facing one of the most uh, biggest challenges, and there are so many voices uh, uh, from all angles that claim to speak on behalf of God. That's why it's good for us to go back and study the Word of God, study it in context, and not just pull one scripture out. Uh, because uh, when we do that, then uh, we are standing from, uh, I mean, we are standing from uh, a shakeable foundation. So my goal is uh, for us to dive into the Word of God, for us to study and to understand the context of the Word of God. And you will see how rich that is and how powerful that is. So today we're looking at the background of the book of Romans. The book of Romans has been referred to as the gateway to the Pauline Epistles. An understanding of the book of Romans is uh, the key to a successful Christian life and to all church truth. An understanding of uh, the book of Romans is uh, essential. It is uh, crucial to your faith. It is crucial to my faith, especially at such a time as uh, this one. In this letter of uh, Romans, Apostle Paul deals with the issue of uh, sin, faith, salvation, growth, righteousness and service. Those are very important in the kingdom of God. They are very crucial for those who have been elected to be in the kingdom of God or saved to be in God's kingdom. So let's dive into this. Paul had heard of the church at uh, Rome, but he had not yet been there as we discussed in our previous uh, uh, teaching. He planned to come to Rome next. Little did he know he would be taken to Rome in custody. So we look at, you know, you can look in the book of Acts there. Evidently, the church had been started by Jews um, uh, who had come to faith during Pentecost. You you remember in Acts chapter 2. They had spread the gospel on their return to Rome and the church had grown. Even though Paul had never met most of the believers in Rome, he felt a bond with them and sent this letter, the Romans, Romans, the book of Romans we're reading, to introduce himself and to make a clear declaration of uh, the faith. Paul begins his message to the Romans by strongly portraying the sinfulness of all people. Explaining how forgiveness is available through faith in Christ. And showing what believers experience in life through their new faith. it presents the facts of the Gospel, Romans chapter 1 verse 3, the facts of the Gospel. It says this, the good news is about his son and his earthly life. He was born into King David's family line. So, he proclaims first of all, presenting the fact of the Gospel. The good news is about Jesus Christ. The good news of the gospel is about Jesus Christ, what he came to do, what he did, and what he continues to do. There is no any other gospel apart from the gospel of Jesus Christ. But you and I, we know there are so many other gospels, so many other gospels that centers on human philosophy. So Paul, first of all, one thing that he does he is met message to the Roman Christians was uh, it presents the facts of the gospel. There is no any other gospel but the gospel centered on the Son, Jesus Christ. He also declares his allegiance to it. He says in uh, chapter 1 verse 16 there, he says what? For I am not ashamed of this gospel. He says, I am not ashamed of uh, this good news about Christ. And then uh, he builds a curse for the lostness of humanity and the necessity, uh, necessity for God's intervention. Look at uh, Romans chapter 1, verse 18. Let's just look at that. 18. He says, uh, But God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people who suppresses the truth by their wickedness. They know the truth about God because he made it obvious to them. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and the sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. Listen, the existence of God is in plain sight. The existence of God is displayed each time you and I get out of our houses, look up into the sky, or just look at ourselves in the mirror, we see the existence of God. So Paul, he's trying to deal with a lot of things here. Then Paul presents the good news: salvation and redemption is available to all, regardless of a personal identity, regardless of sin or heritage. That is now powerful because remember, he is dealing with a church that had some Jewish background and Gentile background. The Jewish background of understanding was they were the only one who were called, and Paul is saying no, the. Gentiles now have been grafted into this family of God. So Paul presents now the good news of salvation and the good news of redemption for all mankind available. To all, despite a person's identity, despite the person's sin or heritage, and God is so special, people of God. That's why we we am um, teaching this so that you can understand. You have the, the 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 you have been brought to the table of God, regardless of where you are right now. You don't have to remain where you are, be condemned by what you're doing or what you've been doing, you can come to the table that God has set before you to come and feast with him by simply putting your faith in him. The more you put your faith in God, the more all these things begins to die down. Why? The higher the desires for God, the lower the desires for the world. Look here, Paul, he goes into salvation. He says that uh, salvation is by grace, and undeserved favor from God. Through faith, complete trust, which is a through faith, complete trust in Christ. And he, he's a finished work on the cross. Through Jesus Christ... We can stand before God justified, not guilty anymore. He says that in chapter 3, Romans chapter 3, verse 21. I just want us to quickly look at this. Romans 3, uh, 21. It says this in 21. But now God has shown us a way to be made right with him without keeping the requirements of the law. As was promised in the writings of Moses and the prophets long ago. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ and this is true. truth. For everyone who believes, no matter who we are, everybody who believes, so Paul is laying out a case here. No matter who you are, no matter where you come from, whatever you have done, however you have done it, God has provided the sacrifice, Jesus Christ, to bring you closer into his kingdom by just placing your faith in the sacrifice that Jesus paid on the cross of Calvary. Paul is digging deeper here as he's dealing with this issue. And then he says here, with this foundational teaching, remember, Paul is giving them a foundational teaching. So with this foundational teaching, Paul moves directly into discussion of the freedom that comes from being saved. Now he's going to talk about the freedom. Look, you can't follow God without being having freedom to do so. And there are so many things that comes to rob us from uh, having that freedom. And especially in the time as this one we're living in today, we find a lot of things have robbed our freedom. Uh, But Paul is saying, because of your faith in God, there is that freedom, there is that peace that comes. Now, let's talk about freedom for a second here, as Paul is outlining in the book of uh, Romans. Let's look at Romans chapter 6, verse 1. To 25 there he says, uh, well, then should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? That has been a bigger question. Because uh, many people feel like uh, they can continue to sin or to live in sin uh, without any consequences, because grace has covered it all. Hey, let me tell you something. Uh, just because we have this freedom doesn't mean that we continue to sin. So Paul now is outlining uh, sin's power. Is outlining that sin's power has been broken. But look at this here. He says, uh, "When they." She- well, then should we keep on seeing so that uh, God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? Of course not. Since we have died to sin, our new life in God, the moment we put our faith in Jesus, our old dies and we pick up a new life it continues it says how can we continue to live in it or have you forgotten that when we were joined with christ jesus in baptism we joined him in his death for we died and we were buried with christ by baptism and just as christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the father we also may live new lives and then he continues on through to 25 there, um, he continues on to just lay it down right there. So he talks about freedom from the power of sin, and that is the bigger, powerful, powerful point that Paul was bringing to the to the people, to the church at Rome, to the church there at Rome, he was bringing this powerful point to say, uh, we have now have a freedom from the power of sin. Sin has no power over you. Sin has no dominant over you. Sin has no control over you. You have free, you are free now from its power because of what Jesus has done. And then he continues on, he says, uh, freedom from the dominion, do, uh, Domination of the law. He talks about the law now and freedom from it. He is digging deeper because remember, the law had nothing wrong with it. I want you to know that. The the law was not bad. The people found it very difficult to obey the law. And each time you see the word law, it is not talking about the law, the law as we know it. The law there is the Hebrew word Torah, which simply means what? Instruct. God's instruction. The people had a hard time to obey God's instruction. That's why God's desire has always been what? Has always been to give us a new heart so that we can obey the word of God. So Paul, again, he talks about freedom. To become like Christ. Now that is deeper now. He is going into deeper. Who can become like Christ? Who can be like Jesus Christ? Hey, well, by the blood of Jesus that Jesus sacrificed on the cross, we are one with Christ. We died and rose. As he died, we died with him. As he rose, we rose, we, we, we rose up as well with him. That's why Paul is saying you have, you have got what? Freedom to become like Christ and discover God's limitless love God's limitless love let me just read quickly um Romans 8 verse 1, God's limitless life, it says this, so now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Jesus Christ. And because you belong to Him, the power of the living, of the life-giving Spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness, weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body, in a body like the, the, the bodies we we sinners have. And in him, that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sin. Look, to in order to eliminate what controls us, as Paul is shelling here, in order for the for the church at Rome to to eliminate what was controlling them, the dissension, uh, uh, the sin, and everything, give your life to Jesus, give it all to Him, and, and 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 we see there is a freedom to become like Jesus because Jesus then begins to help us to deal with uh, those uh, sinfulness of our hearts. Now we begin to see what God did now, and we begin to see some of um, the things that, um uh, uh, what, that happened with Adam. Let, let's look at this chart here quickly. You can see it on your screen. What we have as Adam's children, what we had as Adam's children. Let me put it that way. We had seen Romans chapter five verse twelve. You can see that uh, even in fifteen and twenty one. We had seen. Let me just read that quickly. This is what we have, what we had uh, when we inherited uh, this life with uh, uh, from uh, Adam and Eve. It says here. When Adam sinned, sin entered the world. And Adam's sin brought death. So death has spread to everyone, for everyone sinned. Yes, people. Sinned even before the law was given, but it was not counted as sin because there was not yet any law to break. Still, everyone died from the time of Adam to the time of Moses. So, here the point I'm trying to drive home here is that um, with Adam, what we had, we had sin. With Adam, what we had was death. With Adam, what we had was disobedience. We disobeyed at every ten. We disobeyed God at every ten. Look at uh, Romans chapter five verse 19. It says this. Because one person disobeyed God, many became sinners. But because one other, one other person obeyed God, many will be made righteous. <clears throat> Jesus obeyed God's instruction. Jesus, because of Jesus' obedience, we now have been made right with God. This is Paul declaring this. And uh, here is what we... Hard as Adam's children. Judgment, judgment was on the door. Judgment was knocking on the door. Look at uh, Romans chapter 5 verse 18. It says, yes, Adam's Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everybody. Meaning when you don't have God, you are already condemned by the sinful nature of your life. So, with Adam, we had what? We had, we, we had sin, we had death, we were separated from God. There was a separation from God. And then there was judgment to come. And then there was the law, that the law was there as a mirror to, for us to look into ourselves and see how far we had fallen from God. And then there was the ruin of man. Romans chapter 5 verse 9 says this, look at this here Romans 9, it says, uh, And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, He will certainly save us from God's condemnation. Uh, From God's condemnation, He will save us from God's condemnation. Now, here is what we have now. uh, 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 Paul is presenting this to the Romans. Here is what we have now as God's children who have been redeemed because of the sacrifice that Jesus paid on the cross. He begins by one, we have been rescued. Romans chapter 5 verse 8, what does it say? It says this, but God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for our sin while we were still sinners. Think about that for a second. And Paul is trying to ingrain this into the Romans church that a God out of the abundance of his love, he forgave our sins even when we were yet sinners. He already forgave us. He already thought about us he already planned for our good he already saw it good to forgive and to bring us closer to him so what we have in God is we've been rescued from the power of sin and from the power of death and that is a great great message right there that is the power of the gospel and that is what the kingdom of God is all about and then he goes on he says uh, righteousness what we have in God righteousness yes righteousness you are right you are right you are right in the highest of God you are right in the sight of God Romans 5 verse 18 again what does he say yes Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone but Christ's one act of righteousness brings right relationship with God and new life for everyone. Hallelujah. This is why I like to study the Bible here. Because we see now uh, uh, Paul is unpacking the very foundation of our faith. If we can't get Romans right, we won't get anything right. It begins right here of what God has done, of what God intended to do, and of what God continues to do. And then the other thing that we have as as, 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 as a result of Jesus' sacrifice is eternal life. We have eternal life. A life that is forever and ever and ever and ever. Unending life. Let's look at 5 verse 18, 17. Sorry. For the sin of of, of this one man, Adam, caused the death to rule over many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness for all who have received it with life. for all who have received it will live in triumph over sin and death through this man Jesus Christ. You know how we overcome sin? You know how we triumph over sin? The more we get closer to Jesus, the more we stay closer to Jesus, the more we come closer to Jesus, the more we defeat sin, the more we defeat the power of sin and death. The more we overcome, the more we triumph. So without jesus remember we have been grafted into what into the family of god god is the root himself he he is the root so if you are not grafted into the root itself i mean the, the the tree itself the family of god without god it is impossible to overcome or triumph sin Have you noticed that each time we do something that is unbiblical or ungodly is when we have detached ourselves away from God? Because when we are attached, we, when we are so attached with God, there is no way the enemy will come and, uh, and, and destroy you because you are so, you know, uh, clinging on to God, clinging on, clinging on to the word of God, standing on the word of God, uh, uh, following after God, and the more you fall in love with God, And you worship him and follow him with a passion. Guess what happens? What happens is that all these things begins to go away. Now let's look at uh, 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 what we have now in Jesus Christ according to Paul in the book of Romans. As he's sharing to the Romans uh, here, Christians, uh, uh, he says that we have eternal life. And then he says this deeper thing, we have a relationship with God. We have a relationship with God. It doesn't say we have a relationship with religion. It doesn't say you have a relationship with religion. You have a relationship with God. And that is the first thing we need to look at. How is my relationship with God? How is my relationship with God? Let's read here. 11, verse 5, Romans 5 verse 11. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God, because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God, we are friends of God, we are friends of this God, hallelujah, praise be to Jesus, praise be to Yahweh, we are friends of God, and here in a as we begin to wind up today's teaching, we look at uh, three other things that Paul points out of what we have. Remember, in Adam, we had sin, we had death, we had separation, we had dis- we were disobedient, we-, we had judgment. The law was all over us. We were a ruined man and woman. But in Jesus Christ, we have been rescued. We are righteous through him. We have eternal life. We have a relationship with God. And better yet, we have obedience now. We can obey God. We can obey God's instruction. We can obey the word of God. It says in Romans chapter 5 verse 19. Here's what it says because of one person's of, of, because of one person disobeyed God many became sinners but because one other person obeyed God many will be made righteous we can obey God because of Jesus Christ and uh, and and beta yet, we have deliverers it says in Romans chapter 5 verse 10 read that quickly here uh, verse 10 here's what it says for since our friendship With God was restored by the death of his son, Jesus, but but his son, while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. So, through Jesus, we have deliverance. You have deliverance. If you don't have Jesus, I want to tell you this. Your deliverance from any circumstances comes from God. You have deliverance when you have Jesus. You have deliverance when Jesus is in your life. You have deliverance when you walk with Jesus. That is the beautiful thing. And the last point that Paul makes here is uh, grace. Grace. Wow, you have grace. Look at chapter 5, verse 20. It says that God's law was given so that all people could see how sinful they were. But as the people sinned more and more, God's wonderful grace became more abundant. Why? We have the grace. Meaning, grace is simply an opportunity that God keeps giving us to get it right because the Word of God has gotten it right for us. So, grace is simply God giving you and me an opportunity to do what is right, an opportunity to let go of that thing that makes us, uh, you know, um, turn away from God. And that is one thing that we need to understand and to discover here. Now, Paul's concern, let's close with this. Paul was concerned about his Jewish brothers and sisters, speaking directly to them as he wrote the book of Romans. He shared his concern for them and explained how they fit into God's plan. God has made the way for Jews and Gentiles to be united in the body of Christ. Both groups can praise God for His wisdom and love both of us can praise god both can worship god both can do what can glorify god next time we'll be looking at uh, spiritual gifts and uh, loving others as we look at the book of romans these are powerful teaching and I want you to continue to, to continue with me as we look next time on uh, spiritual gifts and loving others. And if you are just joining us to understand what we're looking at as we look at the book of uh, Romans, I want you to look at the introduction first before you can come to the background. God bless you. Until then, shalom, shalom.
0: Thank you for watching Kingdom Insight. Dr. Kazumba Charles has written some powerful and insightful books that will help you discover treasures and truth of God's Word and also give you a deeper understanding of the unchanging character of God. For a love gift of $20, our office will send you one of the following books written by Dr. Kazumba Charles. The Parables of the Kingdom, Revisiting the Foundations, The Weapon of Forgiveness, or Discovering the Power of God in You. Please go to www.kazumbacharles.org to give your love gift. Your love gift will enable Dr. Kazumba Charles to continue to preach the good news of the kingdom. Thank you for your generosity.